five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Energized Podcast, it's back. It's the football show. Barry, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing well, Ross. How are you? Yeah, I'm a bit nervous because, uh, you know, I fly to London tomorrow and stuff and I'm going to, like, leave you for six weeks. Will you miss me? No. <laughs> no, you're, you may as well explain what you're talking about. Yeah, so basically, for the next six weeks, I'm moving to London to go to work. Um, I will bring Barry over. Um, so this is going to be the last show that's done in Dublin for the next six weeks. So if you know any hotspots in London, please do let us know. And also, we're not 100% sure on how the show is going to go from there onwards, but we're going to do a very short podcast on that. So make sure to check out the London episode. Yeah, perfectly said. So if you're new to the Energize podcast, that means nothing to you. And if you're a returning Energize listener, come, well, come to London to visit me. Welcome back. <laughs> so Barry, what's going down on this week's football show? Okay, on today's show, we're going to give a Premier League review. We're just going to look over the teams that are impressed, the teams that got relegated, what to sort of expect next year. Then we're going to move into all the details about the Europa League final that's on Wednesday. And then we're going to look over the, the FA Cup final that's on Saturday this week. Yeah, as well as transfers, manager ins, manager outs and all the other football roundup news. Yeah. So we might as well start off with Man City breaking numerous records winning the Premier League. Yeah. 100 points. Take that's Take 33 away. wins. And four draws. 50 points at home, 50 points or away. Or 33 wins and one draw. Or 32 wins and four draws. Very impressive stuff by Man City. The largest goal difference ever winning the Premier League. Plus 79, I think they were. Yeah. And they, the largest margin between first place and second place ever in the Premier League. 19 points. 19 points. And almost, almost doubled the goal difference than United who came second. Yeah, it was... An incredible season by them. It it was. There was yeah, it was. Like really see if you look at their team, like you can make arguments for like Kyle Walker, Fernandinho, Kevin De Bruyne, David Silva, Leroy Sane, Sergio Aguero, all could be in team of the season. And like people would go fine. You know what I mean? Ederson. Ederson as well, yeah. Absolutely incredible season by them. Um sure why not try and Fabian Delph I left back? You yeah. might as well. Um Barry how wide is the margin now between Man City and the rest of the league? Um, good question. I actually don't think it's actually as big as 19 points says on the table. Um, I think from United Spurs, Liverpool and Chelsea, and you could even add in Arsenal if you wanted to, I think they already knew the league was already over. So They can't trade elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like look at Liverpool, for instance, now in the Champions League final. And Liverpool are... Man City's kryptonite, so I would not be surprised if Liverpool gave them a good go next year. Mm. Now, that's bearing in mind if Liverpool keep all their players. Yeah. Um, I have to sort of agree with you. I think Man City are just beat to beat the, built to beat the weaker sides week in, week out very often. Yeah. Um, look at this way. They only lost two games this year and they were to Man United and Chelsea, or Liverpool, sorry. And when you're, winning, when you're beating all the minnow teams, like you're more than likely going to win the league. Yeah. But well, they also have the scare tactic. Teams are yeah. afraid to play them. Yeah, also, they are. Also, like when teams go to the Eddie Had, they're also they're also like, it's a bit of a ghost town, so they get a bit even more haunted. Yeah, it's it's not a nice feel for those teams, especially when like Man City on average are scoring three or four goals a game. Yeah, it's just 
a very tough side to play up against. And they also have, they also have the balance perfect as well, you know. Yeah. So it's gonna be like I'm very interested to see how they're gonna reinvest into that mm. team because like who who could you take out of that team? You know, like they all deserve to even play, and then like who like how how do they get better? How do they get better? Yeah. Um, for me, I think City are gonna look for a striker. In the new season, okay. Um, I think Aguero sort of on the way out. He he's not been fit for more than thirty games a season for a very long time, um. So I think Aguero in. I know Jesus is there, but he's also very young. So therefore, I almost think they're going to do a Mourinho esque sign and have a striker who's ready to play fifty games a season now. Well, like a Manzukic. Not quite him. I think he's like too old at this stage. But someone like more so. I wouldn't be surprised if they bought a Cardi from yeah. Inter Milan. Um, he scored a lot of goals. Also, they wouldn't have to change the style of play because he's similar to Aguero. Yeah, but um, they, I know you're saying Aguero, Aguero may be out, but it's the first time he's ever been in the team this season. Oh, I know that. I'm not saying yeah. Aguero's not cutting the cheese, but I'm saying if they're looking towards the future. Yeah, future, yeah you yeah. mean like Aguero's not really the definite answer. Yeah, but then the if top. they're looking towards the future, and like obviously Gabriel Jesus is their future, basically. Mm. Well, unless well, he, he has a good World Cup. Yeah. You, like you could say yeah but if you think about it Jesus he's been injured a bit Aguero he's been injured a bit you know what yeah, I mean but who else they have yeah, yeah but that's why I could see them going for more of a taller striker just what like of, maybe a Higuain or something for a year yeah but you see I think yeah so someone to sort of transition from Jesus from being like a teenager into like to 23 yeah that sort of way <coughs> Yeah, no. Because uh, they, they, they don't have that like tall striker in the, anymore, you know? The way yeah. they just have the Zeko. That's or, the only way. Or Boney. Yeah. Well, not that he was ever any good, but yeah. <laughs> More of an Adebayor. Yeah. But uh, I think that's the only way they can improve up front. I thought you were actually going to come. When I asked you who do you think they could or should get or what position to get to make them better, I thought you were going to go for a left back. In fairness, left back almost is a position that maybe they look weak at the season. But I think Mendy's going to be very good when he plays the full season there. He was just unfortunately injured for the season. Yeah. Um. So I don't think in terms of weakness, left back is a weakness per se. It was just this season, their left back had injured at the start of the season. And he didn't get to play for most of the season. When he was there, he seemed to be fine. They also paid over £50 million for him. So I can't see them going back into the well and going, asking those like Dubai lads for £50 million for another left back. Like, I thought we did that last year. True, yeah. Uh, also, I think centre midfield is somewhere where they're going to look for. Yeah. Um, David Silva and Fernandinho, I think, are both 30 plus. Uh, Gundogan is a very good player, but I don't think he also doesn't say fifth for 30 game season. True. And obviously, Kevin Ryan's there, but I think they're going to bring another centre midfielder at some stage as well. Yeah. They've been linked with Alcantara, Thiago. Thiago. I wouldn't be surprised to get it if they got him in from Bayern Munich. Um, he'd he, be an excellent signing from as well. Yeah, he looks class at the moment. Yeah, he's, he does. He, he's totally overcome that leg break. Yeah, I'm very impressed as well because like that Bayern Munich centre midfield is not easy to like assert yourself in there, and he's almost like the number one centre midfielder there now. Yeah, um, obviously that trio of Fernandinho, Kevin De Bruyne, and David Silva has been like one of the best mm. midfielders in the Premier League history. Uh, where Thiago is obviously going to come in and want to be a starter. Where yeah. do you, what do you think is going to happen there now? Well, luckily for Man City, there's definitely enough games go around that they can do a rotation system. You know what I mean, if you have, and also there's Gundogan in there as well, he's looking to get a start. So there's almost five top-notch centre midfielders um, to play 50 games. Especially, so, yeah, yeah, Torre now leaving. <clears throat> yeah, Torre's gone. So, realistically, I think the spots will be up. I think it will be sort of Kevin De Bruyne will be the focal point and the other spots will be up for grabs. 
yeah, David Silva was incredible this year, but he's also going to be another year older next year. And he's got, I think he, he looks like somebody's going to get to an age where the drop-off is going to be quite harsh and sudden. Okay. Um, I think Thiago could like almost steal David Silva's position. And then Fernandinho... Which like, is crazy to say. Yeah, I oh, know, yeah. yeah. But yeah, And then you have Fernandinho, he's more, a bit more defensive-minded player, so he's probably a bit more safe at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, that's sort of the way I look at it. But at the end of the day, Man City are so adaptable as well. Um, that you, you could take Fernandinho uh, like out and play like a different style. You know what I mean? Yeah. The so, thing is, Thiago's also... Remember when Pep left Barcelona mm. and he went to Bayern Munich? Yeah. Thiago's the one player he brought with him. Yeah. So he obviously is a big fan of Thiago. Yeah. So. Also, I think they're probably going to have to break their transfer record to get him. Because, like, realistically, I think the transfer record is like 59 million for Laporte. Yeah. And, like, they're going to pay more than 60 million to get Thiago, in my opinion. So, therefore, if you break your transfer record on someone, it's very hard not to pick them. Yeah. But do you, th- do you think now Thiago will probably start for Spain in the World Cup as well? Yeah. Oh, I 100% think he will, yeah. 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 Um, um, other than that, uh, probably striker, probably a centre midfielder, and probably a centre half as well. I know they brought in Laporte. I know they have Stones, Otamendi, company, but I wouldn't be surprised. Mangala, Mangala, he's actually still there, but uh, I think he's for for the road. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought in an additional one as well, just because like they seem to struggle to keep those centre halves fit. Yeah. Maybe if one leaves, another one come in. Yeah. Uh, I think Guardiola said that he's looking to get one, if not two players. So <coughs> it obviously there's not going to be a massive overhaul of City. Yeah. It, that was already done once he came in the door. Uh, I think obviously we then we should move into Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Came second. I actually find it quite interesting that you look at the teams of the year, or you look at the teams and they finish up their season, and you have Man City. Everyone says brilliant, well done, whatever. You have Liverpool, Champions League final. Everyone's like so high in Liverpool. Brilliant. Uh, Spurs, very decent. FA Cup semi-finalist. Beat Real Madrid in the group stage. Top four, good season. Chelsea, FA Cup finalist. Whatever, bad year with Conte. Arsenal, Europa League semi-finalist. Everyone seems to like have had somewhat a good season. Except for Manchester United. They've had a dreadful season. Yet they're in second place quite comfortably. And then also uh, they're in the FA Cup final. But the terrible year for Man United. It's, it's quite interesting the way the press perceives that. Yeah. And then none of Man United players had a good season as well. Yeah. Well, like, as, we, as we've learned how to even promote the show, we've noticed that if you put up stuff that's hot and clickbable, like, as in like, yeah. a Conor McGregor picture is going to do better than a, than a Tony Ferguson picture, yeah. for instance. So they know saying that Pogba is leaving Manchester United is going to get way more people to buy the newspaper yeah. rather than... Mourinho's a genius you know what I mean and I think that is the new thing with Manchester United um, the transfer merry-go-round every year Manchester United's best or most powerful player in recent times Dab De Gea has gone to Real Madrid this season it's going to be Paul Pogba to Real Madrid or Paris Saint-Germain that's what we're going to hear all summer mm-hmm. and it's not going to happen yeah. uh, in terms of players improving the Manchester United squad obviously an attacking right side player maybe a centre midfielder and then probably three positions across the back, I'd say. Right back, left back, and a centre half. Probably five new players in for Manchester United. Also, it'd be good to see them cut a bit of dead weight out of the squad as well. Yeah. I th- well, the quote-unquote dead weight, I think it's a lot of players that are just a, are a seven, and they're not going to outdo someone that's in their position. Yeah. I.e. Darmian's not going to take Valencia's position. Valencia's captain, like. Yeah. Uh, then, who else? Daly Blind. Like David Bain's in no man's land because he's mm. he is by trade a midfielder, but he's playing defense. Yeah, and like he was brilliant under Van Gaal. Yeah, but the thing is, we can't have 
a left back who's actually on a left tagging a winger. Yeah. And a right back who's actually a right winger. And then a centre back who's actually a midfielder. Like, yeah. you, come on, we need like a, some. There needs to be the structure to the yeah, team. Yeah, we need some defenders by trade. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so the way, the way I look with United, I chop Jones, Darmian, Blind, Fellaini, they'd all be gone. And like, if you get 20 million for Mata, I'd probably sell Mata as well. As much as I like to have him in the squad, and I think as much as I think he actually is good, if you're if you're gonna get in the new right midfielder, he he might have to go. Although he's happy enough to play anywhere across the three, and he doesn't seem too insistent that he has to start. So like I wouldn't, I hate to get rid of Mata, but if they got rid of Mata, I don't think I'd cry over it either. Well, okay. First of all, I agree with you that Daily Brain, like I like Daily Brain, but the thing is, he's not going to progress under Man- at Manchester United. So yeah. for for his own sake, he should leave. Yeah, I'd like to see him go back to Holland and play in Holland. I feel like he'd be the captain of Ajax if he went back there and just like win the air of Zizé and like I think, be happy be- that. I think he's better than that or well, in fairness I could see him go to Italy yeah. and be a defence midfielder in Italy a distributor yeah. over there but I just like I don't think he's a 9 out of 10 player no. or maybe not even an 8 he's very much like a, a John O'Shea sort of player yeah uh, then if you look at Darmian Darmian's probably going to go back to Italy uh, he's been going for United but he, he was never he never really cemented down a place um, then if you look at he's too defensive as well he offers nothing going forward yeah he doesn't go forward well, a lot of Italian defenders don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very Italian. Mm. Uh, then who else are we looking at? You said Jones. Yeah. See, the thing is, Jones is good, and he's and he can, but he can also do such. He's like, a bit of a calamity act he, as well. Yeah, but he but he can be very good as well. But the thing is, well, it's either him or Small, and one of them has yeah, to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I still think they're gonna not sell him. That's what I think. I I just look at them and go, you could actually recruit twenty million for one of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I'm just sitting there looking at him. It's like. Smalling seems to have a bit more leadership skills in him. Like, he also is prone to a mistake from time to time, but I look at Smalling, he looks a bit more cool, calm, under the head. He almost has, like, a touch of Rio Ferdinand to him. He's a bit more athletic, I think, as well. I just look at Phil Jones, and, like, he looks like he makes, like, rash mistakes, and, like, he runs into signposts, and, uh, like, gets yeah. injured, and I'm just sitting there going, what is he thinking? Yeah. Well, they're going to keep four centre-backs anyway. It's going to yeah. be Rojo, Bailey. Bailey's definitely the number yeah. one. Rojo will be challenging Smalling. Yeah, and Lindelof's then- there. Lindelof I forgot about him yeah. yeah jeez yeah yeah so maybe Jones probably will go actually go show yeah and uh, Twan going to come back into the fold as well now I don't think he's going to start but I'm like you know I think Reno going forward would like to have a Carlin Cup team if that makes sense yeah. well Twan can also play right back yeah. and midfield as well then uh, Fosu oh, Mens has come back into the fold for right back as well True, he was yeah. a palace he might, he might, I say he might do another year alone yeah uh, then I'm looking at Fellaini uh, he's out of contract at the end of the year he's, he seems like he's holding you know that ransom uh Fellaini would be very effective for most teams coming off the bench as like a plan B he'd be excellent to go back to Everton he just would be like that's where he played his trade that's where he did a good job Everton would probably take him he can play centre defence midfield, midfield for them and when they're stuck in the last 10 minutes and need a goal he'll go up and score a header he was very effective against Manchester United when he was at Everton true yeah I, I just think a lot of people will be happy for him to leave yeah uh, they just don't like that style of play also I never see him Hang around with any of the lads, if you know what I mean. True, yeah. So true, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you know definitely the right winger. Uh, the left back situation needs to be sorted because you you need to have the, a right footer playing right back, left footer playing left back, just to have the width. So I'd like to see a, a like a left back coming in a pro, like a proper left footer because Luke Shaw just doesn't like he can you'll ever get fit. 
and uh, which is sad to see because he came in with so much talent and he was flying until he got his late break as well yeah. but uh, two positions I definitely want to see sorted out is right attacking wing with a, who can someone who's like complete, it was like either left or right footed someone who can just play that position yeah. to counteract Alexis Sanchez playing on the left uh, as for Rashford and Martial I can see Martial going somewhere if we get someone be, high named in now would you like to sell Martial or would you like to send him on loan no, for a year no I don't want I don't want Martial to go but the thing is mm. I think it would be crazy to sell either one of them and I think decide which one you want and what I do is I do a short short term loan for for the other one and be like here look we're going to put you on loan until January if someone gets injured we want you back and if not you can finish off the rest of the loan you can do the full season I want you to play 30 games this year or like even if one of them was like right I'm not the understudy of Lex Sanchez but I'll be the understudy for Romelu Lukaku and I'll be the second striker yeah. you know what I mean I'm just like if we don't actually do something with one of them we, then we need to buy a second striker as well because if Lukaku gets injured what do we do you exactly, know what I mean yeah. I, th- I think that's totally what Jose is going to sort mm. out this summer I think I think we, you know it needs to be like 7 out 6 in almost because it's like we're not struggling with the size of the squad it's more so the variations in quality of the squad is the yeah. problem or, or even formation wise yeah. as well it doesn't flatter us yeah. uh, hopefully that gets sorted out in the summer um, obviously some matches that we've watched is, uh, more so at the end of the season have been such bad standard compared to other teams which is like it's not very good for the United fan so if uh, hopefully the team kick on again next year and we can reassess again at the end of next year what actually needs to be happening because a lot of fans aren't actually that happy with the style of United mm. Standard and um, hopefully we really pick that up because we all want to see United mm. back to the back to their best which has been a while yeah. although although like look at it this way the FA Cups this week we can win the FA Cup come second in the league yeah I mean but like look Spurs play a better style yeah uh, Liverpool, Liverpool play play Man City study. yeah well, like I'm not overly Chuff with Chelsea so but yeah. yeah. Um I suppose we should probably then look at Spurs. Yeah. Um <clears throat> look, Spurs' biggest problem this year is gonna be if Harry Kane has a good summer, can they hold keep hold of him? That's their probably their biggest issue of the summer. Um in terms of them getting players in the door, I'm I'm not too sure who actually fully improves and they probably need like a very good centre midfielder. Um yeah. Toby Alderweireld, he might be gone in the summer. That's big talk of him going to one of the other premiership big sides. Um and then anything post that, Larissa almost getting a bit dodgy. They might be able to cash in on him and get someone young in, but other than that, I don't overlook at Spurs as a team and think that they need major improvements anywhere. It's very hard for them to buy players who are going to actually improve this what team a, who are willing to go there. That's the thing. Um, uh, this Harry Kane situation, I think Harry Kane's going to end up being England uh, England captain, right? And therefore, he's going to cost about. Over 150 million. Yeah. Probably, like, really see, he probably is worth 200 million. Yeah. Especially if he's England captain as well. Like, that marketability. Mm. I right? think his biggest problem is that, with his marketability, is that he's, like, he doesn't speak very well. And then also, like, he's also not the best looking fella. So, therefore, he's not going to be your ad poster boy, if that makes sense. But, yeah, go on anyway about the, yeah. his abilities anyway. First of all, he's beautiful, right? But, uh, <laughs> if he goes to Real Madrid, if he, if he goes to Real Madrid, this could be another... Garth Bale situation where they get a load of money buy a load of players and then not, they just stay mm. the same yeah basically if Spurs are going to sell Harry Kane more than likely to Real Madrid they need to spend about 60 or 70 million each on two players yeah how they have two 
very much so world class players in, and then sell Harry Kane. Yeah. Like realistically, Spurs should have been like, should have bought Aubameyang when he went to Arsenal, got him in, and then told Harry Kane in the next year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the biggest problem is Harry Kane can score goals like no one else, right? Yeah. The problem is who could they really get in that scored a goal straight away, which is very hard to find. It it, it is very very hard to find, and uh, it's. They also want to get someone in with a bit, you know, bit of youth behind them. You know what I mean? You could probably get a, a Cavani for £60 million, You know what I mean? But will Cavani want to go there? He has a very handy life at PSG. The climb is probably better for him. And also, you're not going to get guaranteed 30 Premier League goals out of Cavani. Well, that'd be a good um, bet, though, if I was to bet. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be against It'd be good if, you got, if they went for... See, the thing is, obviously no Spurs fan wants to let go of Harry Kane, right? Mm. But if they saw Harry Kane for like £200 million, they could get... Uh, Maybe Zaha in... Yeah, they could go go get a Zaha. Imagine yeah. having Anglin there playing playing that midfield. Mm, yeah. That would be very good from Anna Cavani. Yeah. Like that's the only way they can prove. Yeah, put it that way. Sell Harry Kane and get Cavani Nanglin and, and Zaha in. That's a better Spurs team yeah. than they have now. Yeah. Okay. Um then we'll move on to fourth place, Liverpool. The way the way the Liverpool hype you swear they won the league. Yeah. Fourth place. Uh they funny enough, actually, Liverpool won the same amount of games as Chelsea in the Premier League. Yeah. You wouldn't have guessed that, would you? No, definitely not. And what was the what was the points difference at the end? Five. Five points. Yeah. So Liverpool, Champions League final rolling around. Um how do you how do you improve this team? Well, first of all, they're already getting Naby Keita into the side. Yeah. Uh, I think Liverpool's biggest problem is that they're link been linked to players like Nabil Fekker and stuff like that. They're been linked to a lot of number tens, almost to replace Coutinho. But their style doesn't have a number ten. Yeah, exactly. They right. have they play a, like almost like a flat four three three. Yeah. Um and so they should really, and they're going to lose Emery Chan as well. So like, they're they should really try and get very good centre midfielders. That they need someone who's they need a few all round centre midfielders, and almost a defensive midfielder. I'll be looking at midfield for them. Naby Keita, he seems to be a good distributor of the ball. He seems to do uh, a lot of work around as well. So a lot of defensive work, good interceptions. Like, almost like a, a James Milner. Yeah, like, he, he, he's almost like James Milner replacement. Yeah, yeah, lots, is, yeah. lots of running, good at interceptions, good distributor. To have him, Henderson seems to be the defensive midfielder. I wouldn't be set on him, but he's club captain, so really he's not going to go anywhere. And then you have sort of Wijnaldum's probably going to be the other midfielder who does the other role. Well, he well is it, at the well until the ox got injured. Yeah, he was starting ahead of him. Yeah, I know. I would have put the ox ahead of him, but the way I look at it, I'm sitting there going, really, they're going to get the Champions League final. They're in the Champions League next year. They're going to have quite a bit of money. Liverpool. Um, most Salah's probably selling jerseys like they've never seen before yeah yeah um, the way I look at this yeah they might even look at Mane and be like could we get a better player than Mane up there at the top three but the only thing is you also don't like unsettle that top three yeah, either true so I'd almost be like maybe even another centre half because like Lovren is probably one of the weakest spots scored his and, first goal of the season there on the weekend yeah and then maybe what could be an idea for Liverpool is if they got no, if they didn't spend a lot of cash, but they got like a veteran right or left back that could maybe teach the current right and left back a few things, like de- from a defensive uh, point of view. Because yeah. Trent Alexander Arnold got caught out by Rashford very easily a few times. Um, and then uh, on the left back, Robertson looks very good going forward. I'm not 100% convinced defensively either. So maybe that, centre half. And I quite like Harry Houston goal as of late. And I think he's actually doing quite well. So I wouldn't even be like definitely by a goalkeeper. Although. They're strongly linked for a goalkeeper, and I wouldn't deter them from buying a goalkeeper either. Yeah. What do you think on that? Uh, I think their biggest problem is going to keep Firmino and Salah. Yeah, I think uh, like if you look back to United in '99 when they won the treble, <clears throat> the 
plug. Uh, the biggest problem was United didn't actually like keep investing. Yeah. Like Ferguson. We lost Schmeichel and got him Bosnich, and that was it. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Partez, no. No, Bosnich came in. Bosnich. Yeah. yeah, well, uh, yeah, we didn't improve the team. Yeah. It was sort of like we are the best, so you just have to catch us. Yeah. Uh, in that front three, like if you win the Champions League, you have to put like you have to improve. Uh, I think they definitely need someone to challenge the front three lads. Yeah. To get in there. Yeah, I don't also, think Ings isn't that good. I think Slanky yeah. has a bit, a bit of talent, yes, but uh, very he also, doesn't fit, he also doesn't fit their style. They yeah. need another one of those. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Look yeah. the way that semi final they had there against Roma. Yeah. They had no attacking substitutes. No. So if one of them players was injured, they'd be in serious trouble. They had, like, I think your man Connor Masterson, 18 year old Irish fell on the bench. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, it was, they're very much an 11 and not very much a squad. Yeah. So and that, yeah, but also the way <coughs> Firmino and uh, Salah have done so well this season, they mm. they need to show them two players that, and even the rest of the players, even selling Coutinho, they yeah. need to show that they're going to battle it even more next year. Yeah, so uh, they have to almost reprove their own team. Yeah, it's gonna be it is gonna be quite difficult to see who they can get. Um, also like someone like Lana is probably up for sale almost because like he, I don't think he has a good enough work rate that he can play in one of the midfield positions. And he's probably not fast enough that he can play yeah. one of the top up top positions. Zaha could be a good show for them as well. Yeah, he very much could be. Um, I'm trying to think of other players who could actually fit into their little system that they have. Um, I think Jamie Vardy would look good with them, you know. Yeah, I actually. Oh, he scored a lovely goal there. I wouldn't think you're wrong at all. Yeah. Um, I think Vardy could be a very good show. Uh, like you probably wouldn't mind sitting on the bench some weeks, and then also come off the bench and he could play in Firmino's role as well. Um. And in saying that, Mares could probably be okay as well to get in there. I'd, I'd rather Mane than Mares, you know. Yeah, so, so do I, but if Salah or Mane get injured, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Danny Ings doesn't like, cut the cheese. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't be like, we're going to try and win the league with Danny Ings on the yeah, left wing. No, yeah, no. So, you can't be like sentimental and naive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we should move into fifth place Chelsea. FA Cup finalists, fifth place, no Champions League. No, look. What, they, what goes on the, first of all they, they seem like the only team out of the top they're the only team that we've gone to so far that the manager might be going and I think they're probably the only team in top six who their manager is better than their players if that makes sense like he won the league with them last year and the board did not back him yeah you know I mean they gave him players that he didn't ask for and it's just not worked out for them yeah um, like you have the likes of Conte or you have Conte getting the likes of Barkley Drinkwater Bakayoko like do Conte sound any of those players I'm not too sure see nobody knows what's really going on in the background with that Chelsea Mm. team but we're after finding out they have had 12 managers in the last 15 years yeah it's an awful lot yeah Um, look they're not in a very good position in terms of like their midfield is very weak it's like Conte and Insert one of the other four here. Yeah. Um, Morata's not scoring the goals. No. You can't win the league with Giroud up front. Like, Willian's great on the right. Hazard's good on the left. Pedro's decent as cover, but I don't think it's exciting enough either. I think this is where we've reached a stage where there is a slight gap. Uh, and the problem is, once, as we've seen, as we've seen the way Man City, once they make a couple of signings and pull ahead, mm. you're actually miles behind if the yeah. team pulls away from you. Yeah, I, th- I think Chelsea needs to do about sort of eight out and eight in almost. They need an overhaul. Yeah. But also you have players like Courtois who like doesn't want to be there. Morata probably doesn't want to be there. Yeah. 
like Hazard's probably looking at PSG or Real Madrid and like I wonder would they give me a couple of hundred grand extra on top of my wages uh, Kante's like I can't even run around for all these people who are like aren't doing it for me yeah. and then like Marcus Lonzo's probably like oh you could probably get a move as well I think the only way that Chelsea could actually fix things is if they got Simeone in because yeah. they were like the passion re- yeah they would re-energise mm. always plug uh, the the team he also ha- he also knows Atletico Madrid so he could probably get in one or two of them players I don't know who now maybe a couple of players in midfield yeah maybe like a Son Legaze or something I think he seems like he works very hard for Atletico Madrid yeah. and him beside Kante could be very very good yeah and, and Fernando Torres is out of contract at the end of the year so he could bring him back to Chelsea yeah and he could like prove all the haters wrong <laughs> yeah I'm missing another open goal against United yeah uh, just looking at sixth place now uh, Arsenal before we get into it what you make of the whole situation like it's been Wenger out for a couple of years now yeah. and now once he's leaving everyone's like we're going to miss you legend yeah, yeah, yeah. it was um, you know what it, it all comes back to Arsenal fan TV really doesn't it yeah. uh, they were all Wenger out Wenger out Wenger out um, I think there was one or two of them who were not Wenger out but at the end of the day and then once he left they were like we love you Arsenal you're great yeah, yeah so um, it is quite hypocritical but at the end of the day he did create a lot of memories there over the 20 years, but the last 10 years have not been the same as the last. So I must say, it is what it is. And we were just blessed that we're Manchester United fans and we have Ferguson. So it's yeah. it's sort of... Well, Arsenal were blessed for an era as well, having uh, Wenger. Yeah, but it's... The Invincibles. It, like, I mean, look at certain teams. Like, Spurs have never won the league. No. Liverpool have never won the league. Uh, apparently, you know what else is funny? If United win the FA Cup... Mourinho has won more trophies at Manchester United in his three years than Spurs have for the last 27 years. Like, I'm sitting there going, yeah. what are you United are doing terrible? It's just the way the media spins everything at the end of the day with it. And uh, yeah. at the end of the day, Wenger has been like, because the hashtag caught on as well. Like it, it, I think people had to double down on how much they hated him. Yeah. And also, they were like known for like the Wenger guy. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So they, they had to be the Wenger guy. Yeah. Arsenal fan TV just. Uh, it's it's, guys, it's, 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 a bit dis- it's a bit disgraceful that they, they are famous on like hating on their own yeah. team they'll probably get way less views now next year because they'll be like whoever is in yeah. supporting them uh, they're all over the shop at the moment as well mm. uh, just even more like more so like who the next manager is going to be like it could be Mikel Arteta um, it seems to be people's assistant managers or assistant coaches seem to be in line for the job yeah. rather than actual proven managers yeah, it's almost like Arsenal are like lining themselves up for a David Moyes moment where they have a crap manager for a year and go, oh, well, we tried. Yeah. And then kicks them out and then get a real manager in. Um, Arteta, look, if Arsenal are looking for a head coach, fine. If you're looking for a manager to lead your club and like for like put it this way. If I'm at Real Madrid, Juventus, Barcelona and you want me to come sign for Arsenal, and your head coach is Mikel Arteta, who's never had a, uh, a manager or a yeah. job before. I'm not going to be like, Roy, I'm packing the bags. You know what I mean? Yeah. But even knowing what the, the sort of sideshow is, the way all this Arsenal fan TV stuff, criticism going down all the time. Mm. Uh, what's even the intrigue to go to Arsenal ahead of the likes of Chelsea? Mm. Or ahead of the likes of Liverpool or Spurs or United? Like, what, what would make you pick Arsenal over anyone? Like, what's the draw, really? I think it depends on almost what position you play. Because if you're an attacking player, there is a bit of an intrigue there. They have Lacazette, they have Aubameyang, they have o- o- Ozil, they have Mkhitaryan. They have some decent players to play around. In terms of def- like 
they almost need to just look at their complete defence. And if you're a defender, you're just going to be like, here, look, I can't pair up with Mustafi, who's gone to dirt. I can't pair up with Monreal, who's, like, become a makeshift centre-half. Uh, and, like, veterans, like, too busy trying to cross the ball in the entire time. You know what I mean? It's it's sort of a... It's a house of, they're like a house of cards. There's one card away from falling apart. Yeah. They're very top-heavy. Like, they have the attacking players... Uh, I think Bamiang was a great boy from like he scored there on the weekend. Mm. I was looking at him. I'm, like he's, he's class. He's very good. Yeah, and he looks like he's happy to be there. He also looks like a bit of character to have in the dressing room, yeah. which I think is important for them. Because I feel like they're lacking that in the dressing room. I feel like they're lacking someone coming in and being like, "All right, lads." They seem to just come in. Everyone collects a paycheck and goes home. Yeah, they need to sort out. They need to sort out their defense. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to get Phil Jones. You know that? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. It might even work out. I'm sure they're linked with Smalling last year. You know who else they might get? Johnny Evans is available for three million. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Three million for Johnny Evans. Yeah. If you if you know it hadn't let him go, it almost be like we should get Johnny Evans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we've let him go, we can't be like let's get him back. Or even it depends how Man City look at Arsenal now. They could maybe they could give get John Stones alone. Yeah. I think more and more stuff is going to happen like that. Like even the yeah. manager swapping situation that's going to become there will be at some stage the first ever manager swap. Yeah. Like it's only a matter of time. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um. So, uh, who are you saying today, Barry? Arsenal's going to be the next manager. If Arsenal really want to get back in and challenge, because the further you put it off, the more you're going to fall back. Yeah. They need to go in, and it doesn't look like they're going to get Allegri. They, they need a manager. I think they need a manager, manager. Not not a head coach. No. For me, I think Rafa Benitez would be a yeah. great man to steer the ship. At least for a year, or if not two years, get Rafa Benitez in. Yeah, because he, he got Newcastle the 10th. And yeah. they, and they uh, the, the AbsoluteChampionship.com team. Yeah. So I suppose we'll uh, look at... Uh, is there yeah. anyone else you want to look at? Or? Yeah, well, I just, okay, well, that was the top six. Well, uh, the team that came seven, Burnley, like, they deserve a massive shout-out for yeah. that that team. If you look for it, which were 1-11. I, I don't even know what to say about them. Do you know? In fairness... No, uh, no real names, no, no. star names. Uh, the manager deserves player uh, manager of the season, Sean Dyche. Mm. And and they're playing it. They're now in the second qualifying round of the Europa League. Uh, well deserved. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of Irish lads in that team. You can tell that they all like work hard together. Yeah, which is they they basically won the Premier League out of the top six. Yeah, so that's uh, a huge thing for them. Yeah, actually, when you put it that way, especially considering like teams like Everton spent over a hundred million this year, and yeah, just their players like put it this way. I didn't know who James Horowski was or whatever way you say his name or Ben Mee was before the start of the season. I know who they are now. Nick Pope, the same. Like, very solid defensively and great performance by Burnley all season. Yeah? Yeah. Fair, fair play to them. Great season. Okay. Uh, do you want to... Okay, well, we should move on to the teams that got relegated because yeah. everything else is just in between, really. But uh, Swansea got relegated, Stoke got relegated and West Brom got re- relegated. Uh Anything to really say about these three teams? Um, and will I, they be missed? I want to say, fair play to Darren Moore, who's the caretaker West Brom manager, who actually got manager of the month uh, this month. He, uh, I think he actually racked up two wins, drawn a loss this month, which is like incredible for West Brom. Won them against Manchester United as well. Yeah. Drew against Liverpool. Really, like, like, he really like drew out the relegation to the last moment. He did. Um, so fair play to him, and I'd like to see him get the job full-time and see if he can get West Brom back up. Um. I don't think too many of their players are going to be pinched, really, because, like, I don't think... Maybe Rondon will go, and then Johnny Evans will probably go. But other than that, I don't think any other players, like, look very sexy to be taken. Uh, McLean, maybe, go. Yeah, potentially so. Maybe to Burnley. Uh, 
then look Stoke I don't think I've seen a team show less fight all year than Stoke um, they just seem to give the ball to Shakiri and hope he's going to do the magic it's almost reminiscent of um, Crystal Palace with Zaha they're like a one man show um, Joe Allen probably got transfer so was Shakiri and then Butland but like their defence was terrible they spent 90 million on I think it was Vimer was it? The uh, defender yeah and apparently he wasn't even fit. Paul Lambert had to put him on a fitness regime. Just no fight in that team. No heart in the team. Deserve to be relegated. And like, I wouldn't even blame Paul Lambert on it. And yeah, but now also, you don't need to question any player coming into the league being a, as a saying, can they do it on a rainy day in Stoke? Yeah. Because they're not in anymore. Yeah, can you do it in a rainy day in Wolves? They'll be awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then Swansea. Look, Carvalho really like tried his hardest to keep Swansea up. Put in a good fight. But... The players just aren't good enough. No. Like the, the worst teams got relegated. You look, I look at teams like Brighton and thought maybe their players weren't that good, or Huddersfield and their players weren't that good, and it was just that was just it. Like John kept them put in the fight. Yeah, but kept the teams like Huddersfield and Brighton afloat was, and even people like well, Bournemouth came twelfth. But I mean, it was the camaraderie. Yeah, like Un- unity within the squad. Yeah, play for each other. Yeah, and also. No superstar as well, if you know what I mean, which does help. Same same thing happened with Bernie. Like they didn't have this one player they turned to. And then the only team he did have that was Crystal Palace to do had Zaha and it was yeah. like Score all the goals quick. Yeah. And then amazingly, Crystal Palace finished at eleventh. Yeah. Fair play to um Roy Hodgson, yeah. who finished the season off at what, forty four points out of thirty one games. That's very impressive. Yeah. Next England manager. Very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, get some tips off him quick. Swansea, Stoke and West Brom. Yeah, as we saw now that Cardiff are after getting promoted with Wolves. Yeah. We could have had a Welsh derby, but Swansea are after spawning the party. Yeah, the first ever all-Welsh Premier League game. Um, look, Wolves actually look quite decent, but they, they actually a few of their players are actually on loan. So it'll be interesting to see if they can get them signed up. And look, I don't think Wolves will go down next year either. Like They, they won that championship quite well. And your man Ruben Neves, if they can keep a hold of him, he'll do well. He's actually linked to go to Liverpool as well, which could be a good sign for Liverpool. Uh, I really know nothing about Cardiff. Apparently, they're not very Premier League ready. No, I looked at I looked at their like starting eleven, and I recognise I think two players. So I don't have high hopes for Cardiff. And it'd be interesting to see who wins the playoffs. I actually think the playoff games are going on right now as we speak. Um, Derby are playing Fulham, and I think it's Aston Villa Middlesbrough. Is that, that right about? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, so it'd be interesting to see how they get on. If I had to guess prior, I would have guessed that uh, Fulham would uh, go through. Your man Ryan Sessignon looks brilliant, so. Yeah, uh, Fulham are after going through 2 1 in aggregate against Derby. And who scored? Sessignon. Yeah. And Odobi. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see how that goes on. And then on Tuesday, Aston Villa have a 1 0 head start against Middlesbrough. I like the way you said head start as yeah. if it was a race. Yeah, <laughs> it is a race, isn't it? Yeah. Race the Prem. Yeah, so it could be Fulham versus Aston Villa in the playoff final. Yeah. Uh, well, we should probably move into the signing, if not a couple of signings of the year. Yeah. And then we can move into a couple of flops of the year, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, for I think I think we're both going to agree that Mo Salah, 37 million by Liverpool, was a sign of the season. You can't get much better than that. Yeah. What was it, 34 goals in the league or 32 goals in the league? 32 goals yeah. in 38 games. Yeah, so fair play to Mo Salah. What a legend. Broke the Premier League all-time uh, goal-scoring record. So, Mo Salah, the Egyptian king, signed the season, hands down. Uh, someone else who caught my attention, who I thought was also very good, was maybe Richarlson for Watford, um, Pascal Gross for Huddersfield. Anyone for you? For Huddersfield. 
Um, well, obviously, you named Salah. Was, yeah. I thought Salah was just going to come in and be no better than a Pedro. Yeah. Or certainly not better than Willian. But uh, yeah. unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, um, I, I'm really I'm excited to see what he can do mm. on the big stage of the mall. Another decent one was Ederson for City as well. Yeah, yeah, really short up that yeah. defense. That that changed them totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who else could I look at? Maybe Walker as well for City. What? Yeah. Well, who else? The City boy we named them all. <laughs> uh, was he Roy Sané this year? or Was he last year? I think he was last year. Okay. I'm not too sure. Yeah, that's like those sort of ones. Nothing else is ones. really cool. Arsenal. Arsenal should be happy to have got Aubameyang. Lukaku did well if you know it. Yeah, Lukaku. Yeah, I thought he was going to be better at us. Yeah. And Murata was... Okay, the first prize tag was up there. Yeah, so we should move into flops then. Yeah. Okay, Murata. Yeah. Obviously. Um, the three Chelsea midfielders are going to group them together. Ross Barkley, drink water, and Bakayoko. Now, in fairness, a bit harsh maybe trying to drink water in there because not much was actually expecting them. But when you put a £30 million prize tag on someone, you expect something out of them and just didn't do it. Ross Barkley, Indian international, can't get a kick at the ball. Bakayoko, dreadful all season. Yeah. He was too busy like dyeing his hair, like just yeah. Get the ball in there. Very Pogba. Yeah, very Pogba. Yeah. Um, anyone else who who flopped for you this year? Uh, no, oh, someone like stands out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no one been picking on. Maybe Andre Ayew didn't score a goal for Swansea, been bought for twenty million. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you don't expect them players. It's more like well, twenty million, not a goal. Uh, it's a bit bad, no. I know, but twenty million seems the going rate for anyone. These yeah, days, but so. when when Swansea spent twenty million on someone, you expect yeah, something. It's a big gamble, yeah. Yeah. Also, by the way, Van Dijk was definitely not a flop. No. He should be put in there as a... One of the signs of the season. Yeah, yeah he sure yeah. up that. Especially in terms of the Champions League performances as well. I think maybe, if I had to say a bit of a flop, Lindelof. I didn't think he was mm. going to be great, but he was terrible when he came yeah. in first. And then... Very see. uncertain if he's going to get any better. Yeah. Um, there has to be a few flops from everything. I know yeah. they came eighth at the end of the season, but... Sigurdsson. Sigurdsson couldn't yeah. sniff the team. Uh, Rooney. Davy Klassen. Like, all these players were bought for, like, 30 million. Well, like Rooney wasn't, but, like, he's been paid a hefty wage. Hefty wage, yeah. Oh, and Michael Keane as well from Burnley. Not great. Yeah, that, uh, they, they sort of pulled a bit of a spurs, didn't they? Just yeah. signing a load of players and... It, hoping it'll work. Yeah, hoping it'll work, yeah. So, there are sort of yeah. flops and hits of the season. Yeah. Let us know if you have any flops or... Yeah. Or if you're on the flop. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not on the flop. Uh, okay. Anything else about to say about the Premier League season? No, um, hopefully just next year, even if City do win it, it won't be over so early. Yeah. Um, once once there was a twelve point gap, it would never seem to look like it was going to get any smaller. Yeah, very City. So I think we're going to now have a look at the Europa League final, which will be contested between Atletico Madrid and Marseille. Yeah, it's on Wednesday and it's on in Lyon. Why is it on Wednesday when it, all the games have been on Thursday so far? Terrible idea, no? Uh, who knows? That's YOLO. YOLO, yeah. Uh, so, Marseille are taking on Atletico Madrid. In, Say it's in Lyon, is it? Yeah, it's in Lyon, yeah. Well, that has to strongly favour Marseille, no? Yeah. Um, well, going for ahead. Well, uh, alright, I'll, I'll, t- I'll talk a bit about Marseille, cause, uh, and then you can talk about Atletico Madrid. Um, Marseille, of course, seems to score a lot of goals in the Europa League. I'm not going to lie to you and sit here and tell you I watch all of Marseille's goals. I've seen a good few of the highlights. Uh, Dimitri Payet seems to be on four form for them. Yeah. Uh, Tovan, who's like the right winger, who was at Newcastle before, he seems to be doing well. They finished fourth, so well, 
uh, well, they have a game left to play. They're in fourth at the moment. They could finish third. Uh, I think if they finish in the top three, they could be in Champions League next year. Obviously, if they win the Europa League, they'll be in the Champions League next year. Uh, they also have Maxi Lopez uh, midfield. And on my butcher's name, well, they have the fellow Valentin Germain up front who used to play f- uh, for Monaco. And he used to actually come off the bench quite a bit and score for Monaco. So he's actually not... They're actually not a terrible side. Um, I think they can give Atletico Madrid a game. You know what I mean? It's only 90 minutes and at the end of the day, anything can really happen in the final. True, yeah. Do you want to run us through some uh, Atletico Madrid facts <laughs> or your preview for them? Okay. Let's see what comes off the top of my head now. Um, well, first of all, going into this, if you're going to bet in Atletico Madrid, it have to be the favourites. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it'll be as one-sided as the, the, the Europa League final was last year, United beating uh, Ajax. Yeah. Obviously, they have Diego Costa up front, who's doing brilliant for them. They have Griezmann as well, who's trying to get a massive deal, whether it be moving to Barcelona or maybe even United, or maybe he wants to play them off each other. So he's going to. There's going to be. Or he might big, even resign with a massive new contract. You see, he already did that last oh, year. Yeah, okay. I remember that. I was move. already doing that move. Yeah. <laughs> he's already done that move, yeah. Because remember, they had the the ban, they weren't able to buy or oh, sell yeah. players. Uh, then they have Torres, he's there. It's his last game. Last game. For Letico Madrid, hmm. uh, obviously very good in defence. They have Golden, uh, all black is in goal. Philippe Luiz, Philippe Luiz, yeah. Juan um, Fran, Juan Fran. Few lads that are trying to get into the Spanish team, let alone like let alone the starting eleven. Hmm. Uh, they obviously have like Gabri and Coke. So and all the gays. Yeah, so the third best team in Spain. But, yeah. um I think I think they'll win. I'm gonna go for. Two, one. Because yeah, it's, it's in France. I think that's a fair prediction. Um, <laughs> I think if Marseille are to get this, get anything out of this game, they're going to have to score first. But I think, if I have to be honest with you, I think Galetico are going to actually score an early goal. And they'll probably go 2 it up. And then they'll go 2-1. And I agree with you. 2-1 Galetico Madrid. Okay. Then, the FA Cup final is on Saturday. Chelsea are taking on United at a quarter past five. You better remember that. Mourinho is taking on Conte. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try and actually randomly see if, if the, the tickets go in London for this game. Now, yeah. really, there probably won't be. But, like, I'll happily go one myself to Wembley. Wembley! It'll probably be, it'll probably be harder to get because Chelsea are from London. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, and United have a huge fan base. Well, I'll, I'll be world. wearing the Pogba jersey. Yeah. Dabbing over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, wear the Flaney jersey this time. All right. Uh... <laughs> Chelsea versus United. Chelsea are after getting hockey 3 0 by Newcastle. United uh, coming off a win. 1 0 win against Watford. Yeah. Rash, Rashi scored. Yeah. Um, Great touch by Mata for that goal, did you? No, I didn't. Carrick over the top. Mata just like killed it and then just easy little square tap in Rashford. Yeah, but I said earlier in the podcast we have to get rid of Mata, so like, don't be singing his praise too much. Yeah, yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> t- tell me, Barry, would you say United starting 11 is better than Chelsea starting 11? Yeah, and they're definitely going to be going in more confident. More as a, they're more of a definitely more of a team. Uh, there seems to be a, bit, a smell of a mutiny going on there with Chelsea. Mm. Also, do Chelsea want Conte to stay? That was the question, and I don't think they do. Yeah. And if they win, I'm not going to say they're going to throw the game now, but if they win, it's harder to get rid of them. Yeah. So tell me this: who from the Chelsea team gets into the Man United team? And also, Chelsea have played shit on purpose to get rid of Mourinho as yeah. well. Don't forget that. And basically with the same team. Yeah. But it's a final. I uh, remember you know they outplayed Chelsea before and then Drogba yeah. scored a winner so tell me who gets into that uh, Manchester United team from the Chelsea team 
Kante. Willian, because we need a right winger. Um, oh, Hazard. Uh, I don't know, Hazard. Hazard's so like... Uh, does he show up or does yeah, he? Yeah, am I arse playing today or not, you know? But he's more like that than Pogba. I think Pogba yeah. sort of tries, but he's sort of like, if he doesn't get into the flow, he just missed the bus. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think he's like walking around being like, oh, not arse playing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, that's it. Yeah, so two, two. potentially three. Yeah, Kante and the William. William. Yeah. Fair enough. So, you know, they are quite rightly the superior team. Definitely. Um, I, I have to agree with you. I think this United's fun to lose. Um, I don't actually like when the pressure on United, but I, I just look at them. They've been very successful in Wembley. Um, Already beat Spurs in, in the semi-final. Yeah. Um, also, Mourinho's head-to-head between United and Chelsea has, has been quite decent. I think Chelsea have only won one game. Um, I just look at the Manchester United team and feel like they're much better built for a cup final than the Chelsea game, team. Definitely. Also, like I feel like Lingard loves scoring a goal in Wembley. It's Alexis uh, Sanchez lo- like yeah. lives in Wembley. Yeah, he loves he loves uh performs Wembley. I feel Pogba's going to stand up. He's going to play against Kante, which I think is going to be actually an advantage for Pogba. Um, but how do you find how do you see Chelsea scoring goals? Because at the moment it's Giroud who's getting the ball, and he loves the ball being crossed in, and I think that's yeah. where you know they're at their best defending. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think Smalling Smalling is quite good in the air. Um, now was, was, there was a game recently. It was actually the City game where Company got away from Smalling and he scored a header, but then he went and scored one back. Yeah. Um, Herrera was <coughs> basically like, remember Herrera outmarked. Yeah. Hazard in one game. That's probably yeah. gonna happen again. Well, he's gonna be man marking mm. Hazard. Yeah. Um, I th- I look at Willian and think maybe he's where the goal comes from. Yeah. I think he. I think he's probably the most dangerous player they have. Come up against Ashley Young. I think I think two one United. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think Chelsea will put it on for ten I'd, minutes. I think Sanchez. I think Lukaku will score. Yeah, I think Lukaku. He's not guaranteed to play now, but if, if yeah, he can, but, he will. Yeah, I think if, if he's fit and available, he'll play. I feel with Lukaku up front, it has a lot more structure to the United side. Because they know they have that big, strong guy up front. Yeah. Like, I know his first touch can be bogey as hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, he can actually hold the ball up if he gets his first touch right. Yeah. So It must be hard to control that ball with size 26 feet. Like, yeah. Crusty the clown feet. He's, uh, <laughs> he's definitely adds a different dynamics team. So, yeah, I'd definitely go United win for the FA Cup. Yeah. It'd be absolute shit, Dave, United lose. Mm. So, uh, what else is happening in the world of football? Uh, Thomas Tuchel has been announced as PSG manager so Uno Emery has officially been fired um, Thomas Tuchel was the Borussia Dortmund manager so therefore Uno Emery he's probably one of the hottest prospects or management talents in football as in like he won multiple Europa League Sevilla and he won all the domestic trophies this year at PSG but like yeah. that's not enough apparently won't be, won't be bad for Arsenal I don't think no uh, Mancini was confirmed the new Italy boss he's after taking like a 2 million euro or pound uh, pay cut yeah. was, he, was he Inter Milan was he no he was over in Zenit oh was he yeah. oh, okay well I'm not surprised he moved back home to eat the pasta yeah I'm just, man, I'd say a bit are Italy in the World Cup this year no no I didn't think so yeah. no that's why, that's new manager like, yeah. yeah so when he he has the, he'll have the keys he can do whatever he wants really yeah. being like here look you're doing well and then he has Verratti there to create the team around you know yeah uh 
you said two. Wayne Rooney supposedly gone to Washington DC for twelve million. What do you think of that? Twelve million a year. Um, great move for Rooney. Fair play to him. He, I'm not gonna say he deserved it, but like it's a good business move from go over there and see if you can build a brand up over there. Um, hopefully he like watches a load of American TV before he goes. How he can work on his accent. Because people um, can understand him. Um. Um. <laughs> 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 Uh, mm. any other uh, uh, lovely football news uh, Ireland are going to be playing Celtic in the Aviva Stadium no 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 no, 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 no. not in the Aviva Stadium <laughs> no that's uh, Scott Brown's testimonial oh Sunday. okay yeah 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 not in the Aviva Stadium not in the Aviva Stadium yeah Celtic Stadium but uh, also Ireland were playing in the quarterfinal of the under 17 European Championships and we lost there 5-4 on penalties yeah 5-4 on penalties and it all came down to the, the 10th penalty which is the 5th Holland penalty yeah Barry tell us what happened yeah and then the keeper the Irish lad was on the, saved it but he came off his line like a tiny bit and then like he was celebrating and the referee gave him a second yellow card and sent him off and uh, then they retook the penalty with one of the centre halves in goal and scored a Holland and then Martin O'Neill ran over to the ref, uh, the ref after like giving out he was like you're a disgrace yeah absolutely robbed also but, I thought like the, the Holland reaction to win the penalty shootout was a bit much yeah but they were like oh shit and then they're like yes yeah, yeah but like it was a quarter final like you'd swear that was the final the way they yeah. reacted yeah I suppose he, Holland were actually the favourites as well yeah that was uh, Ireland scored the first goal against them in the entire competition very reminiscent of when Ireland scored against uh, Germany yeah I hate the way like, with our, like the underage teams like uh, everyone going up taking a penalty now I'm not disrespecting any teams now but like it, like one of their players was going up and he was playing for Derby and the next one was like Wolves and then the next one was like Hull there was no like the Real Madrid player yeah. or the Barcelona like you know what I mean all the, all the Dutch ones were like this one plays for Ajax and this one plays for Chelsea yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. it was like they're playing for like the best teams in Europe yeah, and yeah. the Irish ones were like Preston North Ends Gary Doherty is coming up yeah, you know what I mean yeah, yeah. also the commentators were so like Irish weren't they yeah <laughs> like RTE could do against someone a bit more professional or something no like who I don't know but the, like the lad on commentary was he might as well have been like sitting yeah. at home watching on a couch giving the commentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't, yeah, didn't, yeah. Very rough being hating on the commentary, commentary team. Yeah, but uh, no. It's quite like, I mean. Yeah, we're out of the European Championships yeah. under 17s yeah, anyway. Yeah, it's shit to lose in penalties yeah. in anything. So, any last football takeaways? No. Uh, we Obviously, we're going to cover the Champions League in the next one. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for the World Cup. Looking mm. forward to next year already. Yeah, can't can't wait for the squads. Oh, actually, Brazil announced their squad and uh, Alexandra Alexandra Sandro, whatever your man's name, that eventually left back didn't didn't actually make the squad. What's make that? I'm sure uh, Marcelo was going to play the whole competition anyway. Yeah, well, John say he's second choice left back. No, like hands down. Why? Who got Alexandro? I actually don't know. Maybe Felipe Luis got it. Actually, who knows? Yeah, maybe yeah. Yeah, but I thought, considering like United are supposed to buy him for 60 million in the summer, like, I thought he'd at least be on the plane. Did uh, Oscar Maybe make him cheaper? Did Oscar make the team? No, what, playing in China? Yeah. I'm sure he did. Top goal scorer of the Chinese team. Oh, yeah. league. I don't know. Guess. Well, what, what, well, in fairness, your man who went to China, originally from Spurs. Paulinho. Yeah. And then ended up Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's actually doing well for himself. Yeah, it's weird how things work out, isn't it? Yeah. So guys, I think that's all from us on the latest football podcast. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah sorry, before we finish. That's us totally cover the Premier League this year now as well. Yeah, Premier League talk is over. I'm sure uh, some big transfers will come in and we'll probably talk about transfers over the summer. And as always, stay energized.